0: Peace of our Lord be with you. Every year on the first Sunday in Lent, the lectionary asks the church throughout the world to read again one of the gospel reports on the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness. Last year it was Matthew's version. Next year it will be Luke's. This year it is Mark's greatly abbreviated, characteristically succinct Markan report that Jesus was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit where Jesus was tested by Satan. If most of the best scholarship we have is correct, Mark was the earliest and first of the Gospels written, maybe in the mid-60s. And then Matthew And Luke would have been written in the 70s or 80s and John in the 90s. So you can just imagine when Mark came out and people got to that part, the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness where Jesus was tempted by Satan. The people in the church said, wait, what? And so then when Matthew and Luke wrote their version. They supplied more details about the temptations Jesus faced in the wilderness for 40 days with Satan, temptations with so much potential for good that it almost makes one wonder if Satan had given up sin for Lent because nothing Satan tempted Jesus to do was awful or terrible or even sinful. Just think, if Jesus had turned stones to bread, not only could Jesus' hunger have been helped, but theoretically, the hunger of many others. If Jesus had said yes to the temptation to leap from the temple steeple into a magical net of angel arms, just think of what a big platform that would have given Jesus for his message. Everybody dazzled and amazed at spectacular Jesus. If Jesus had said yes to the temptation to trade in a life of vulnerable love for all of that political power and influence that Satan offered Jesus, just think of all the good Jesus could have done with all that power. But to all of those temptations to be big, Jesus said no. To all of those temptations to do God's work the world's way, Jesus said no. To the temptation to be impressive, To be successful, to be powerful, Jesus said no, choosing to walk instead of fly, content to go where he could and do what he could to lift and touch and heal and help those he could get to by walking from place to place, a simple life of vulnerable, unprotected love. Thinking about all of that, all week long, took me back to an interview I heard in my car one day on NPR. The interviewer was talking to the representative of one of the largest uh, churches in the state of Texas. They were in the process of building a a sanctuary that uh, was going to cost in the tens of millions of dollars and this was i guess a decade or more ago the interviewer said to the representative of of the church in the light of everything that jesus said about wealth and possessions and the poor How has your congregation justified this massive expenditure of money on a building that is being built in the name of that same Jesus? Though it's been over a decade ago, I could take you to the parking spot where I was in front of McDade's Maywood Mart when the uh, representative of the church said Every other big business has a palace in Dallas. Don't you think Jesus deserves one? I've been working ever since on a gospel song called Jesus Don't Want No Palace in Dallas. (laughs) Because while... Jesus may deserve a palace in Dallas. Jesus doesn't want one. And how do we know that? Because we've read the four Gospels over and over and over again. And because we watch Jesus every Lent, say no to doing God's work the world's way. Jesus was not tempted by Satan to be bad. Jesus was tempted by Satan to be big. And Jesus said no to the temptation. To be impressive, spectacular, powerful, safe, secure, and successful. Content to walk here and there, sit down with And stand up for whoever was hurting, suffering, bruised, and broken the most. Calling all of his followers to live that same kind of life of vulnerable. gentle, strong, clear, kind, courageous, love, content to know that the little things in the kingdom of God are the big things, which, brings me to last week when a week that was very different for all of us was very difficult for some of us. And many of you, known and unknown, seen and unseen, loaded your car with blankets, went to see if there were any space heaters left to purchase anywhere, and ventured forth to go and see those who were hurting the most during a week of extraordinarily extreme weather for Mississippi. Some of you were successful in reaching your destinations. Others of us were not. But all of those little movements, the blankets, the heaters, the jugs of water, those little things, children of God, are the big things. Children of God, we do not do the little things because we can't do the big things. We do the little things because the little things are the big things. And in the coming days, we will have more opportunities to do something small, small enough to be true to the Spirit of Jesus. In conversation over the weekend, with the chairs of our deacons, our local and direct missions committee, and our wider net committee, and with Leslie and and Major, we've come up with a a plan that we think might help some people in our city. Because while the extreme weather was a rather short-lived event, the water-related repercussions will perhaps be of longer duration. So uh, what we're thinking is that tomorrow and Tuesday, we'll put one of our kitchen carts out there at the top of those steps that lead to the office door, and we'll differentiate the water cart from the Meals on Wheels cart, because there'll also be a Meals on Wheels cart out there to put food on. And if you would like to come by, if you have, let's say at your house you have 30 bottles of water and you think that you might be able to spare you know, six of them or something like that. Or maybe your children would be interested in participating in bringing a couple of bottles of water to the church. The cart will be out there, and and you may bring uh, a few bottles of water. We have some water coming up today from the coast from Friends of Northminster, because you know it's hard to buy water around here right now. If if you've been looking, you know that the shelves are largely bare of of water. Um, But a jug of water, a few bottles, If you you bring a massive quantity, we won't be physically able to handle it. So this is one of those times when smaller is better. And once we've uh, collected enough water, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, we'll send out an email if we get more than we can handle. Then um, some folks in our church will then load up that water and deliver it. If you are a part of Northminster Baptist Church and you're in this room or with us via the live stream and you need water, let us know. We will will bring you some bottles and or jugs of water. And then we know several families in mid-city who uh, do not have the kind of mobility or transportation that will get them to the city's water distribution site. That's an important act on the part of our city, but some folks can't get there. So we wanna, we wanna, this is gonna sound really Baptist and baptismal, we wanna take the water to those who can't get to the water. And and we'll do that as the week goes on and we'll send out an email to let you know what the status of our effort is to to share water, because that's a very focused and very real need in our city right now. And, and beyond Northminster's membership and beyond the wider net neighborhood, if we learn of someone who needs water, uh, our friends in Canton uh, are going through a very similar uh, difficulty right now. We'll, we'll take as much water as we have as far as It will go, and we can take it. Now, that all sounds very small and simple, doesn't it? But small and simple is the way Jesus chooses every year on the first Sunday in Lent. The temptations Jesus faces every year on the first Sunday in Lent are temptations to dazzle and shine, to be impressive, successful, and powerful, to do God's work the world's way, leaping from the temple steeple to a magic magnetic of angel arms. Turning stones to bread, swapping a life of vulnerable love for a life of successful power. All of which Jesus says no to. Choosing to walk, not fly. To give help, speak truth, and show love. To whoever is most in need of help and hope, strength and comfort, welcome and embrace. The same life to which Jesus calls us all, every Lent, all over again. A life of kindness and compassion, generosity and justice, gentleness and love. A life of blankets given, heaters purchased, motel rooms paid for, meals shared, notes sent, calls made, checks written, water delivered, love shown, and life lived. The way Jesus shows us To live life every year, all over again, on the first Sunday in Lent. As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church during this time of response. As we prepare to go, let me remind you that at 5:30 this afternoon there will be the opportunity to join Adult Studies through the live stream as Dr. Roger Green continues on with this session of Bible 101. Also, please remember that there will also be the opportunity to join the memorial service for Eda Jackson at two o'clock this afternoon through the live stream. We thank again our technology committee for always being available to make these moments of worship open to all who are able to join through the live stream during this time when the number who can gather in this space uh, is a limited number. We hold in our hands and hearts the needs and concerns of our wider community and of our family of faith.